At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. of the nightcap congratulations to those on the east coast you have made it through the slowest sports day of the year we still got three hours to go here in the pacific time zone that is femi abebefe sitting in for sean king i am tim murray and a man who uh is just wanting a nap after hosting everybody in los angeles (laughs) but we won't let it happen cody because we're putting you to work here uh, if you call this work it is cody decker our good friend to talk some baseball hey uh yeah, so uh, the team that I cheer for, uh, they, they won a title, uh, and since then it's been an absolute disaster. And uh, now they might trade uh, the next Ted Williams. Uh, what? what wait, wait, wait. Go back to that last sentence. What was that? They what? They, and then trade? They, they might trade. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it again. They, they are going to trade? There you go. I'm, I'm trying to de- I'm trying to deny. I'm a denier right now. But hey, uh, he had to fly coach middle seat 22B uh, from DC out. I don't want to get into that. What should the Nationals do? Honestly, you know, right now, if this is not going to happen, should they make the blockbuster move? What should the Nationals do, Cody? They should trade him. And honestly, they should get everything in the world for him. At the end of the day, whoever gets him, it's not a rental because you're not just getting him this season for the rest of this whatever playoff run it might be, but you're getting from next season too. So this is not the $450 million contract. You're not taking on that type of money. You're going to take on quite a bit on his next probably arbitration case. Who knows what he'll make in that. But really, this is about two years of Juan Soto playoff runs, and that's when you want them. And then he can go sign his mega deal for $700 billion. (laughs) Well, where's the best destination for Juan Soto if he is indeed traded between now and two weeks from now? Who's best suited to bring him in and make a run at this thing? I mean, obviously, obvious names out there are the Yankees, the Mets. Uh, they're, they're really, truthfully, everyone. There's not a single team that wouldn't love to have a Juan Soto, quite frankly. Uh, the Brewers are a team that would obviously want him. But I think the two front runners in my mind right now are both in the National League West, and neither are named the Dodgers. Oh. I'd watch out for the San Diego Padres because 
AJ Preller's already proved that he's a madman and nothing, nothing in the world that isn't bolted to the ground is not up for grabs. He is willing to trade just about anything, especially if he wants to get his hands on Juan Soto. And also the San Francisco Giants. Hmm. The Giants have a lot of trade capital in the minor leagues. They could trade over roughly, really a lot of top-tier prospects that could really help the Nationals in the long run. And quite frankly, the Giants need to hold on to their playoff spot because they're on the outside looking in if things don't improve. Yeah, I think that's the most interesting thing about this Juan Soto potential sweepstakes, Cody, is, as you mentioned, I mean, you would get, in theory, three playoff runs with Juan Soto, right? You get this year, and then he's under contract for two more years before Mm -hmm. the likely mega deal, whatever that ends up being. I mean, it's going to be north of half a billion dollars. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous uh, what what will be out there. And, you know, I've kind of come to the realization that if you're the Nationals, the farm system is a, is awful, um, and they if they can get the the Herschel Walker type of deal, you know it's something to look at. All right, let's just let's let's play um, let's play this scenario game. Let's say the Padres pull it off. Uh, Rizzo and Preller have made trades before. It was actually one that benefited the Nationals quite big because they got Trey Turner Trey and Turner. Joe Ross out of it. Um, but let's say the Padres, you know, go all in and and, and ultimately land a Juan Soto. Do you think they can make this trade without Tatis Jr. being in it? Yes, absolutely. I think they absolutely can. But I don't think you can do it without Mackenzie Gore's name being in there and C.J. Abrams' name being in there and probably five other top-tier prospects and guys that have probably already been in the big leagues. I'm not sure who they would have to give up, but it would have to be a significant amount of ball players. And I trust me, Look, just look back at what the Padres gave up for Blake Snell. If that's what they were willing to give up for Blake Snell, who knows what A.J. Preller is willing to give up for Juan Soto. So if... They land Juan Soto, hypothetically. Do they become, in your eyes, the favorites to win the National League? Yes, because you have to understand this. Something's very, very big also coming back. (laughs) Fernando Tatis Jr. hasn't played a single game for the San Diego Padres this season. And he is coming back. And you get Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, and by the way, Manny Machado has the second shortest odds at the MVP in the National League right now. This team is devastating, very devastating. Everything I've said about the Dodgers this year being the best offense maybe ever constructed, take that immediately out of my hands and put it on the San Diego Padres. Wow, that's that's a big statement there. We're talking a lot of National League. Let's switch over to the American League here, Cody. Uh, Right now, the New York Yankees are the favorites, plus 175 over at DraftKings. Houston Astros, plus 210. Of those two teams, who would you favor to be the favorite in the American League? And also, is there a dark horse that might challenge those two who feel like they're the the, the cream of the crop out in the AL? You know, right now, I agree that the Yankees are the best team in the AL, even though they've kind of floundered a little bit lately and their pitching has fallen off a tad. But the Yankees are still the team to beat. They have the biggest run differential of any team in Major League Baseball. They have the most amount of wins, and they've been absolutely dominant, especially when Aaron Judge is in the lineup. The Astros, however, have been very dominant as well. It seems like a two-team race out here in the entire American League, but the team to watch out for, 20-1, to people, Mariners. Watch Mm. out for the Seattle Mariners. They have finally arrived. You want something else I think people should look out for in the AL Cy Young race? Because you can get him at an absurd ticket. And people have been asking, who is this year's Robbie Ray going to be? 
Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is going to be this year's Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is currently right now having better numbers than he did last season at this point. And last year, Robbie Ray went off in the second half. And right now he's primed to make another run. And right now he's going to do a playoff run to boot. The only team I'm really worried about that everybody really loved talking about is the Blue Jays. This team is worrying me right now. They better make some moves at the deadline or else they're going to be on the outside looking in. We're talking once again to Cody Decker. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. I, I might be stealing Femi's uh, thunder here because I think you mentioned this in a text thread today. But the White Sox couldn't have had really a worse first half of the year, right? They're 46-46, and 46, but they're only three games back. And, and you've talked on this show about how disappointing they've been. But do they get better here in the second half? Is this a team that maybe they withstood just a – terrible start and they could make a run here in a division that seems very very much up for grabs i think they can and i think they will Mm -hmm. they're only three and a half games back right now they won seven of the last 10 ball games and lucas giolito hasn't pitched like lucas giolito up to this point until this last week in fact also lance lynn hasn't been lance lynn yet and he is hopefully going to get back to his normal form you didn't need lance lynn in the first half you need him going forward and whatever this team can be the twins barring anything going crazy for the twins the twins i really do not think are a real playoff team they have not taken away anything in this division and of course the Guardians are just a 500 team. On paper, the White Sox should be dominant. Dominant. No one should even touch them in this division. In fact, they had the second shortest odds at the beginning of the season for preseason futures. And at this exact moment, you know, they've been an absolute dumpster fire. And yes, everyone points at Tony LaRusa, but it's not just him. Yeah, it's music to my ears there. I have the White Sox ticket. I bet that a couple days ago at plus 140 to win the AL Central. So I finally dove in. I've been looking for this buy low spot. Finally dove in here on the White Sox, the boys on the south side. want to talk to you about the American League MVP because this is the market I haven't bet yet, but I want to get involved just because of the big names that we have here at the top of the market. Shohei Otani is the favorite right now, minus 110. Aaron Judge is at plus 150. Is this a two-horse race here or somebody else that can emerge as well here? There is someone else that can. There is someone else that can emerge, and his name is Rafi Devers. However, right now, if the season ended today, I got Aaron Judge as the MVP. And here's my reasoning. And this might be a little bit of flawed reasoning, but you have to understand the voters are the writers out there. It's not always numbers. And a lot of people do look at Shohei Otani saying, hey, those pitching metrics shouldn't factor into defensive metrics. I, however, disagree with that. His pitching metrics should absolutely factor into his defensive metrics as far as making him a complete player. But Aaron Judge, you remove him from that Yankee lineup, that Yankee team is not the same team. You remove Shohei Otani from the Angels lineup, it is the same Angels. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's wild. And and going back to the Juan Soto thing is look, Juan Soto is unbelievable. It might, you know, be the next Mike Trout. Uh, but the Angels stink and they have arguably the two best players in baseball. Juan Soto's great. And that stink. So I, I've kind of conceded. I'm like, all right, you know what? They just they gotta make the move. If he's not gonna sign there and you know, all this stuff is coming out from Scott Boris uh, and whatnot. Outside of Juan Soto, what player do you think that could be moved to the deadline could make the biggest impact? 
You know, there are a couple of names out there that I think could. And honestly, a team, a name that should be thrown out there right now is Shohei Otani. The Angels really want to make a splash. They should say Shohei Otani is up on the trade block, but I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Um, a player that can really help a team right now is Andrew Benatendi. Benatendi was linked to the Yankees until the entire vaccination status thing. And then that really, I thought he was going to end up being a San Diego Padre until this Juan Soto thing happened. So quite frankly, who knows? There's other names that could out, possibly out there to help teams, but I'm looking at relievers. We talk about the Nats. What about Tanner Rainey? That guy can help a team in the back end of a bullpen. Uh, arms. We know Castillo is definitely going to help out a team. I truly think the Yankees are going to try and land him, but don't think the Mets aren't going to be active, too. This is going to be an exciting second half of the season, man. Strap in. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Hey, Cody, we know you've uh, had a busy, busy week being uh, hostess of the mostest out there in L.A., so we'll uh, we'll let you run. We appreciate it, man. No, no, no. Listen, for you, I will just not sleep even more. I love you guys. (laughs) There he is, Cody Decker. As I always say, follow him on Twitter, at Decker6. He does a million things. He's always out there. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, keep an eye on him and where he will uh, will be popping up next. Yeah, trade deadline not too far away, just a couple weeks away. It's going to be some moving and shaking. Do you think Juan Soto's dealt? No. I'm going to say no. I I don't think he gets dealt. I think he does. You think so? Yeah. It's a nightcap here on Visa. Learn more. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion from your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Alongside, uh, subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Femi Abebefe, I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Made it through. Made it through a slow, slow day. Yeah, man. It's a slow day, but no days off. Yeah. No days off for us out here. Uh, I know you're going on vacation, but that doesn't. Like, the show doesn't go on vacation. So That's despite right. it being a slow week in the sports world and not a whole lot to bet on, especially given today, we're still rolling along. Well, I always joke that this is the time of year where we in this industry make our money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to find different things to uh, – to talk about, uh, do have baseball back in action tomorrow? Not a full card, mm-hmm. but uh, there will be baseball games uh, back in action uh, there tomorrow. So uh, something to uh, to uh, sink your teeth into. Uh, we didn't mention this; uh, not a really big move, but uh, Kyle Rudolph has been signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Rob mm-hmm. Gronkowski, uh, of course, retired, and uh, Kyle Rudolph will come in. Um, yeah, well, he was released earlier this offseason by the Giants. Yep. Didn't really have a big year. Uh, the, the best part, I would say, the funniest part about this all was uh, the quote from Tom Brady coming out. And uh, <laughs> he said, Kyle Rudolph chose to play in Tampa despite the fact that the former Michigan quarterback Tom Brady told his new tight end that he can't be his first read because he went to Notre Dame. <laughs> College football rivalries, man. They Tom, run deep. Tom Brady, man. <laughs> they run deep. There. I was, uh, <laughs> I had to go back 
1998, Michigan opened at Notre Dame. So 97, mm-hmm. they went on to win the title, right? Yep, the uh, greasy team. Yep. Charles uh, Woodson. Charles Woodson won the Heisman Trophy, and uh, they opened up the season at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame won 36-20. to I was there, and I went back and looked at the box score. Sure enough, Tom Brady, starting quarterback for Michigan, the greatest quarterback and you had no idea. of all time, and I was watching him right there, and uh, yeah, you had no idea. I mean, you think back to the Michigan days of, of Tom Brady, it was very underwhelming. I mean, they wanted Drew Henson. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Drew Henson was out there looking to replace him. Yeah. That's what everybody, he was the next coming, the John Elway, the baseball football aficionado there. Yep. Didn't go, really... Spent his off seasons playing for the Yankees. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny how, how things uh, come full circle. Drew Henson actually ended up on the Dallas Cowboys there for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, Jarrah, yeah. Jarrah thought he was going to be the guy, right? Didn't work out. No. <laughs> Didn't work no. out. No. A lot of those, you know, it's interesting <laughs> to look back at some of those uh, guys who went baseball first and then went to college and they I mean Chris Winkie won the Heisman trophy mm. he was like 35 years old <laughs> mid 20s uh Brandon Whedon did the same thing at yep. Oklahoma State but none of those guys really did all that much in the pros Whedon was a first round pick mm. by the Cowboys um no, he was no, Cleveland, Browns, Cleveland, Browns, yeah. Browns, Browns. Yeah, don't don't try to throw him on the uh, Dallas sorry, Cowboys. Sorry, just, just trying to, if I yeah. can, just throw it on. <laughs> he ended up going yeah, on the Cowboys. Did yeah. he play on the Cowboys? Yeah. Okay, well, he, a, but he was the backup then. I he wasn't he was totally not, crazy. He wasn't a first love for Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> he was a backup to Tony Romo. <laughs> All right, you know what? While we're uh, while while we have the Cowboys on our tongues, uh-huh. um, you know, we did them a couple weeks back, and you know, we we mentioned the uh, the tweet earlier today from Caesars that Detroit. Is the most bet uh, was the most bet side in the month of July, but I believe it was BetMGM, Femi. One of the most bet things over at BetMGM is that it's Dallas under. So mm. not only you know I said I didn't you know I thought there was issues there with Dallas, but the fact that the public is on this does that make you feel a little bit better? As a Cowboy fan, so here I'll just read the uh, the tweet here from from John Ewing over at BetMGM. Uh, line movement: Eagles from eight and a half to nine and a half. Cardinals from nine and a half to eight and a half. Talked about the Cardinals today, so they mm-hmm. moved down. Panthers from five and a half to six and a half. Most bet overs at BetMGM: Lions, Saints, Jets. Most bet unders: Bears, Steelers. Cowboys, ten and a half. Which is fascinating because those are three pretty big fan bases. Right? <laughs> the, I mean, think about Cowboys, it. Was Steelers it, was it last year or two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Uh, I think it was pre-COVID that Mitch Trubisky's odds oh, yeah. to win MVP mm-hmm. like torpedoed down to like 20 to 1 because people from Chicago were just Pounding him to win. I mean, because they MVP. They just come off of that 2018 season yep. when they went 12 and four, and they figured that oh, we're gonna just taking the next step with Mitch going into year three and all this stuff, and that clearly didn't come to fruition. They ended up missing the playoffs. But this Dallas team, it's interesting because I was speaking with Dave Ross, also our resident Cowboy fan as well here at Vison. I was there's, there's, there's a number of us out here uh, at, <laughs> at Vison, but and he was asking me about this Cowboys team and the odds to win the NFC East. And I told him, I was like, you know what? This is getting down to the point to where you got to start asking yourself if you want to bet Dallas to win the division. 
And I'm somebody who's bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl and to win the NFC just because the numbers that I got I thought were really good numbers are not out there anymore. Um, but I figured I'd like the schedule and like the roster that they have, so I'd take a shot at it. But I think we're a, lo- a lot of folks are forgetting that Dallas clearly has the best quarterback in that division. And Mike McCarthy, say what you will about him, he's won games. And his tenure in Dallas, while he's on the hot seat right now, his first year was with Dak Prescott hurt. His second year, they go 12-5, and five, win the division going away, had one of the best point differentials in the league. They just threw up all over themselves in the wild card game against the Niners. But this Dallas team still has quite a bit of talent. The offensive line, it's retooled. We'll see how it comes together. Tyler Smith, the rookie out of Tulsa, we'll see where they end up fitting him. Maybe right tackle. Maybe we'll see how they train him. Um, but the receiver position is the biggest question mark for me. Based on Amari Cooper going to Cleveland, Michael Gallup coming off of uh, the injury, the ACL injury late in the year in January. So it's, a t- it's to the point where I don't really love this Cowboys team because I think that we're going to see a little bit of regression on the defensive side of the ball. But when you start talking about prices and you talk about the quarterback position, I think they're being a little disrespected in the market. And to me, the best Cowboys seasons that I can remember are always the season when there was not the hype. Sure. The season where everybody said Dallas is going to be bad and Dallas is an automatic fade and don't buy into the Cowboys. When everyone's buying into the Cowboys, that's when it's like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's when you got to worry. But this year, it feels like everyone has decided because of the trend with the NFC East, no repeat winners since 2004, that Dallas automatically can't win the division. And that's not the case. Well, last year, uh, it was a, a similar circumstance where it was just a, a, a barrage of Washington money, yeah. right? Washington won the division. In uh, in 2020, uh, with uh, you know, a seven and nine record, mm-hmm. and then everyone anticipated, okay, the defense is gonna be, you know, this this really stingy defense. That pass rush. Yeah, and and ultimately, you know, it floundered, and they went seven and ten. And I felt like last year, I didn't play it, but last year it was a buy low opportunity, even though the Cowboys, I think, in most spots, still closed the favorite, but those odds mm-hmm. shifted, like we're seeing this offseason. You know, I, I, like you, though, have serious concerns, right? Amari Cooper gone, Cedric yeah. Wilson gone. And I know we had Newey Scruggs on uh, the show who's covered the Dallas Cowboys for a mm-hmm. long, long time. And he kind of laughed when I said Cedric Wilson. He's like, yeah. He's like, he got overpaid. He's fine. You know, he, he he's not that big of a deal. But I, I do feel like, you know, look, C.D. Lamb could become a superstar, right? Yeah. But Michael Gallup being out however many weeks is a really big deal. That to me is a big loss. For this Dallas Cowboys team. And then I'll jump to Zeke Elliott. Look, this offensive line is no longer the offensive line we saw, you know, five years ago. Or it was the mm-hmm. strength of this team, right? I mean, Tyron Smith can, is just another year older. Can he stay healthy? Tyler Smith, uh, people were, I mean, I bet him to go first round because that was the buzz. But most people who watched him play at Tulsa, very questionable if he's ready to be a starter in the NFL. He's a little raw right now. I mean, you have Zach Martin, one of the best guards in the NFL. Uh, but your right tackle situation is not great. And that just leads me to Zeke. Like, is Zeke capable of, of running through tackles anymore? I mean, I always feel like first contact with Zeke right now, and he's down. Here's the thing with Zeke, and I actually think that this could be a buy low spot on him because I think we've gone too far mm-hmm. on the Zeke hate because I think a lot of people forget or maybe they just choose not to point it out that he was playing through a knee injury for much of last season. I was screaming from the mountaintop that they should have sat him down once they got to November and it looked like they could win the division. It's like, sit him down, get him right for the playoffs. 
to his credit, he toughed it out, but it was also the detriment to the run game there because early on in the season, I thought Zeke actually looked spry. He had 100-yard games early on this season. He was actually breaking off long runs against Carolina, had a pretty productive day against the New York Giants as well. Uh, I know they're not world beaters, but he was at least productive to where the second half of the season, what everybody remembers, was when Zeke Elliott was playing at 65%. Right. I'm curious to see if he can stay healthy this year. He's still slim. He's taking the conditioning and all that stuff seriously. I think there's a chance that Zeke could be better than what we saw last year. Now, that's not saying a ton, but I think that the hate for him right now has gone too far. Do the Cowboys win the division? Still like the Eagles. <laughs> I still like the Eagles, but maybe I'm all part of the public folks and the Dallas Cowboys surprise me. We'll see what happens. It's the nightcap here on Visa. <laughs> This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Still can't believe Will Levis puts mayonnaise <laughs> in his coffee. I mean, that's disgusting. I mean, we had Ty on earlier. He said that we had to knock him down on the scouting report. That's what I'm – I'm red flagging Will Levis for the foreseeable future. If you're going to put mayo in oh. your co- – I'm not, I'm not a coffee guy to begin with, but if I were to try coffee yeah, – I would not. And not putting mayonnaise in there to – in no point ever would How I ever even How does that even, even come in your that. mind? Maybe it's a southern delicacy. I don't, I don't are, you, are you a mayo guy? Uh, light mayo. Light mayo? Light mayo guy, or Like yeah. a turkey sandwich? Yeah, I can do it. But yeah. usually the turkey sandwiches that I make, I usually skip the mayo, just go to the, the Grey Poupon, a little bit bougie there. Oh, yeah. A little Dijon no, mustard. I'll put, I'll put spicy brown on pretty much anything. There just you go. Whatever. I'll, I'll dip dip some pretzels in some spicy brown. Okay. I mean, whatever, man. I'll, I'll, I'm just straight up team spicy brown. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not anti-mayonnaise. A lot of people are. Yeah, uh, I'm not anti, but you can't go too heavy. Sometimes, you know, you go to Jimmy John's. They're not a show sponsor, but whatever. Uh <laughs> Sometimes if you go there, they go a little too heavy for my liking. Sometimes you got to ask them, like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe pump the brakes. Yeah, a little bit. yeah. Let's, let's not go a full scoop. Maybe half. Pump the brakes uh, on. Uh, <laughs> but definitely never in the coffee. No, good lord, never in that. No, uh, you clearly uh, don't have a child. Uh, I do not. Because, no. uh, yeah, you'll drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> That's funny because my brother actually. Happy birthday to him. He actually just turned thirty-five today. Uh, he has a six-month-old. Oh god. And yeah, he told me he, he drinks coffee now. <laughs> He was not a coffee guy either, but he drinks coffee now. So, so you, you're probably right with that assessment. Uh, uh, um, just kind of some odds and ends here. Um, we'll wrap up. We got some. Uh, we got some baseball tomorrow. Um, you know. So when you look at the Cowboys, I don't have to go any more deep on the Cowboys, but. Mm-hmm. You're lean still with the Eagles. Both you and I are in on yeah. the Eagles. I got the Eagles at a very good price. Uh, I probably wouldn't recommend it anymore. I think the value is more oh, yeah, or less it's way gone. Because yeah. uh, I, I, I do think now I'm getting now I'm starting to get in my head right. Like when we when it's fresh and you're just doing these every night. And me and Sean were talking about the Cowboys. I'm like, yeah, with the struggles in the offensive line, with the first place schedule and the way it starts with Tampa Bay, then and Cincinnati, Cincinnati. and I think. Philadelphia is shortly thereafter. Philly's in week five. Yeah, so it, it's a pretty challenging schedule you know, to look at that all under. But now, I don't know. It, it, it almost feels like 
too many people are, are looking at. Well, that. I mean, if, when you look at the odds to win the division, it's almost like a co-favorite situation here. It is. It's to where that. I just can't go that far. And, and and I've I've liked this Philadelphia team. I am bullish on that team. But like I mentioned, the numbers that I got were twenty to one to win the NFC, fifty to one to win the Super Bowl. That's not where the numbers are right now. It's like twenty to one to win the Super Bowl or twenty five to one wherever those numbers are at. So I think the Philly love that train is is past. So it's to the point now, if you were to enter the market right now, you haven't placed a bet on the NFC East, I honestly think that either entertain Dallas or you maybe bet one of these long shots if you believe in Brian Dable and the New York Giants or if you believe in Carson Wentz. I don't, but some people, hey. Sean King that, does. If, if that's your prerogative, Sean, then that's your prerogative. Sean loves him some <laughs> but, Carson Wentz. I, me, <laughs> I, think, I think Washington will be improved. Uh, I think you know, he's an upgrade over Heineke. But yes, that's not saying and much. And that's something that Eric Eager pointed out, and I thought astutely was: Look, Washington went seven and ten last year. Chase Young tore his ACL. Even though you look at the numbers, and actually got better defensively when Chase Young uh, was out. Which is, did he have a sack last year? I don't. He had like a half a sack. Half a sack. Yeah, he, he had a really disappointing year Oof. prior to the ACL tear. And I don't know how healthy he's going to be out of the shoot. And that's something that people are kind of overlooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the offense should be better. Uh, you know, Terry McLaurin's locked up, so that's good for them. Uh, how good is Jahan Dotson? I thought it was a bit of a reach, but still. Uh, but the stuff that's coming out of camp sounds pretty good for Desha- very Jahan positive. Dotson. Very, very positive. Like they said, he catches the ball, he's a natural hands guy, and he, I mean, the speed speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that many people believe he's a you know plug-and-play, fits right in. You know, the, the biggest question for me about Washington is their linebacker situation. Um, you know, the front, front should be good. Um, you know, for the front four... Femi, is all first-round picks. I yeah. mean, they've spent so much draft capital on the front there for Washington, but, the, the I mean, Jamin Davis, can he take a big step forward, right? He was maybe a little bit. I gave Washington the benefit of the doubt last year when they drafted Jamin Davis. Why? Because Ron Rivera played for the 85 Bears, mm-hmm. and Jack Del Rio's a linebacker by trade, too. Yeah. And they hand-picked. Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis mm-hmm. out of Kentucky. He was he looked lost, but maybe you know he could step up. Cole Holcomb has been their guy. But you look at their front: Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. All first round picks by this organization. So, um, yeah, I do think they they take a step forward. I think the line you have some question marks, but people sing praises about their offensive line coach. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. Where are you at with the Giants? Because that's the team that I'm I'm really interested in. As a long shot, they just they just unveiled that they're going back to the uh, old those, uniforms. Those look clean. I mean that I might I might just fire away on <laughs> just them go to that. based solely <laughs> off of that. Uh, well, well, because I think when you have a new coach coming in, and it's a similar reason why you think a lot of people are bullish on Minnesota, is that the new coach could turn things around. That maybe Kevin O'Connell provides something that Mike Zimmer did not. Joe Judge and what we saw, especially toward the end of that tenure, my goodness, yeah. it was bad. If Brian Dayball can even become 75% of the head coach that he was as an offensive coordinator, maybe that can turn things around and help Daniel Jones out in his development. Now, Daniel Jones has to protect the football. That's the thing that he struggles with there, especially with those fumbles in the pocket. But if he's able to do that, they have decent skill possession guys. They've made the improvements on the offensive line, drafting Evan Evan Neal. Then you get Kayvon Thibodeau there on the defensive line. So I like what they did in the draft. This Giants team, they could be a potential dark horse in a division to where, as much as I'm saying Dallas should be the favorite, they're not some juggernaut by any means. So this is still a division that's out there for the taking. It's just that who's going to be the team that does it? Philadelphia is being bet like they are as a certainty. I think we've reached the end of the road on that one, so maybe there's value on some of these other teams. Well, and you look at the the New York Giants, and 
I feel like as as we keep getting closer and closer to the season and people talk about you know the improvements of Philadelphia and mm-hmm. I think there will be a time when Washington maybe gets a little bit of you know discussion because they were a team that won the division albeit at 7 and 9 but won the division and the point is is valid. I'm not a Carson Wentz guy. I think it's yeah, I'm not even. I, I think you look at a guy who's two franchises have kicked him to the curb and now he's getting a third opportunity. And the stuff about his character has been bad as well. That all being said, he's better than Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke <laughs> who was graded out as the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. So I do think the Giants are one of the more intriguing teams in, uh, in, in, the, in the NFL this year because I think there's so much uncertainty. How does Saquon Barkley look? Is Daniel Jones you know, going to earn? Because they've already, I think, declined the team option, right? So yep. yeah, so this is this a, a this make is a break, make or break year. year for him. They have a very soft schedule, I think, based off of win totals. I want to say they have the easiest schedule in the NFL uh, this year because it's the last place schedule. Plus, you get the AFC South as your crossover. You get the NFC North, which you know is 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 manageable. Um, so yeah, I think the Giants. Not that I've fired on anything yet, Femi, but if Daniel, if if Brian Dable can make. Daniel Jones be Josh Allen light and just kind of serviceable because he is an athletic dude. He yep. uses the legs from time to time. I think this is a very fascinating team. And like you said, I mean, everything you heard about Evan Neal coming out of the draft was this dude's versatile. You plug him in, he's starting day one. Mm-hmm. You know, he may not be Ikki Aquanu as like a mauler, but he's a tactician and he's going to start at right tackle. Andrew Thomas was a first round pick just a couple of years ago. At left tackle, he's gotten better. So yeah, the offensive line has certainly improved. And you know, if Saquon Barkley can get back to what he was early on in his career, and Daniel Jones sees some improvements, yeah, I think this team is a, is, a, is an interesting one to look at. Aziz Algelari, a lot of people are very high on yeah, him. He played well last year. Uh, and then you got Leonard Williams there. Uh, can the they figure line. it out with Kadarius Tony? Can he? Can he kind of? stay on the rails there because I know there were some things, I don't know if it was just the past regime that didn't like him as much, but Kadarius Tony is a guy that he's, it's been an interesting start yeah. to his career. And then there was the, you know, is he, does he want to be traded? You know, is he going to exactly. be traded? Um, so yeah, I think he's the, he's the question mark. He, but he's a hell of a player though. In the games that he's played, he is dynamic with the ball in his hands. Yeah. What could I interest you in a eight to one to win the division on the Giants? I've thought about it. I haven't pulled the trigger. I'm telling you, but <laughs> earlier this offseason, when it was earlier this offseason, it was at ten to one, and I really thought about it. I didn't do it because I wanted to see the schedule and see how things kind of shook out there. I think there'll be some buy low spots on the New York Giants, and especially if Dallas starts slow. Maybe you can get it on the Giants in season. But quick exercise. So the obvious answer is the Baltimore Ravens. But almost every year without fail, we get a last place to first place team in the mm-hmm. NFL. And once again, Ravens finish 8-9. Technically, yeah. they were last let's, place. Let's throw them out of that's, the discussion. That's the obvious. Yeah. Jets, Jags, Broncos. I guess that would be your probably second option. Yeah. Giants, Lions, Panthers, Seahawks. Who is the next most likely candidate for last to first? I would say the Giants. Maybe the Lions, I guess. You know, they're could getting I, the could, love. Could I talk you into Jacksonville? No. No? Nope. Oh, let's let's have this discussion on the other nope. side. Because I, I think there's a path for the Jacksonville Jaguars based on how bad things were a year ago. Like, as much as what's been reported about Urban Meyer, I think it might have been worse. <laughs> like, it might have been. There's a chance he was a bottom five in the history of the football 
head coach in the NFL. You forgot about the team that Carson Wentz just. Uh, I know. I do like them a lot, though. It's the nightcap. <laughs> This is the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. VSEN, the sports betting network. The VSEN Summer Special is here. For only 19 bucks, you get everything VSEN has to offer from now to the end of the month. Sign up today, you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke, daily MLB best bets. Got games tomorrow, folks. NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. It costs only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now. Head on over to VEASAN.com slash summer. Wrapping things up here on the nightcap. That mm-hmm. is Femi Abebefe sitting in for Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Sean will continue doing mornings through next week. Femi, you will yes. be holding it down for the nightcap crew yes, sir. the rest I'll, of the week. I'll be sliding over a chair, <laughs> and Wes Reynolds will be sliding into this chair. Well, as we'll, uh, we'll have fun on Thursday well, and Friday. We always, uh, we always like to give Wes his props once again. Cam Smith, Cam Smith baby. man. Woo. It was fun. That it was, was it. Was fun. Were last you on week. it too? I was on Cam Smith. Was last anybody week. at Visa not on Cam Smith? <laughs> yeah. All the smart people were saying Cam Smith. The fairways were wide, so his tee shots that go wayward wasn't going to really be a factor. And boy, the putter got hot. Can he putt? Wow, that is. Uh, it, it's you know, it's good to be clearly the chaser, not the chasee, yeah. or the one getting chased. Uh, I thought it was cooked after Saturday. I oh, was, I thought it was. I done. was like, yeah, it looks like I lost this on Friday's show last week. We were looking at the the updated odds after two rounds. Cam Smith was leading after two rounds, and I said, you know, "Rory at plus four fifty, I think that's a good bet." And I didn't I didn't pull the trigger. I was texting with Aaron on Saturday. I'm like, "Oh, we didn't do it. Neither one of and us did it." And here like, he oh, comes. Here he comes. He's in the lead. <laughs> you know, Cam Smith was eleven to one yeah. to come back and win entering the final round. So certainly a, a nice hit for for us, yes. for Wes Reynolds, for Matt Humans, uh, for. Basically, the majority of staff here at Vison. We'll see if he has a little in-game for the 3M Open <laughs> out, out in Blaine, Minnesota. I need to know his full breakdown of, of Marty Fish. Uh, yeah. Will who, he make the cut? Which, by the way, I'm still a little bit upset with Marty. I had Marty in a matchup against Tony Romo. Ooh. He was leading after two rounds up in uh, 
up at Lake Tahoe, and uh, Tony Romo, of course, ended up winning, and Marty kind of fell. How about them Cowboys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> My friend, friend of the program, Steve Sands, uh-huh. uh, does play-by-play for that event almost every year, and he told this story on the podcast, apparently he got in a little hot water, because when Tony Romo won his first, uh, uh, was, it the, was it the Accenture? Um, the, that, the, the first the, golf the, event? The, 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 the celebrity thing. Yeah, American Century. American Century. Yeah. He goes, this is the biggest win of his career. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, as a Cowboy fan, I can't even argue that because the expectation is to hang banners, and we only hang Super Bowl banners yeah. in Dallas. So it was only two playoff victories from oh, a man, man, Tony Romo. Although he was, he's, he's always going to go down as one of my favorites uh, just because of the Wait, style of play. I'll say this, man. I mean, an undrafted free agent having that Hell type of, a of career. career. Incredible career. Hell of a career. All right, you wanted to visit the AFC South. Yes. And we were just kind of doing a quick exercise mm-hmm. of that likely – last the first and once again we threw out the ravens because that's the most obvious ravens one. and and the broncos toss, yeah toss them out and the broncos so just threw out you know 25 percent of the league because <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to make the point can the giants do it yeah so your question is can the jaguars do it yes and, and, and my jaguars handicap is simple urban meyer was a disaster as a head coach. Correct. And I don't even know if that's a strong enough word for what we saw there. I mean, the reports that came out, there's so many of them. Just Google Urban Meyer Jaguars, and you'll find any number of stories that make him seem like he's the worst person to ever coach a football team. I mean, think about it. It was the mini bye week after the Thursday game against the Bengals. He couldn't even make it through that, and he was seen at that bar out there in Ohio. They doing, got the win. He was celebrating, yeah, man. Yeah, it was just... Uh, Didn't go home with the team. <laughs> you, you don't want that from your head coach there nope. in the NFL. So... The fact that things got so bad, I think that the morale was so low for that team, just getting an adult in the room at head coach in Doug Peterson, I think is a massive, massive upgrade. And if Peterson, who has won a Super Bowl, now he's not Vince Lombardi, but he's won a Super Bowl. If he can unlock Trevor Lawrence and just help him fulfill the potential of what Trevor Lawrence could be, first overall pick, highly recruited guy out of high school, out of Georgia there, going to Clemson. He, he Every step of the way, we have thought Lawrence is a generational caliber player. If he can live up to that, this Jaguars team, the possibilities are endless. They could be this year's Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I don't think they're going to be, yeah. but I think that they could definitely challenge in an AFC South to where the favorite is the Colts, and I like the Colts, but Matt Ryan is also long in the tooth. Tennessee, they're expected to regress a little bit. Houston's still in year two of a five-year rebuild or whatever it's going on down there. I think Jacksonville has a chance to possibly make the playoffs and maybe surprise some people. So would you play over six and a half wins? I actually have been looking at maybe playing an alt over. Ooh. <laughs> I, I wow. I haven't played it just yet, but I'm, I'm really, really close to playing an alt over seven and a half. They have one here at Circa at plus 205. That, to me, is more so the play that I would like to make there versus the over six and a half. And what I'll say about you know some of their moves this offseason, none bigger than the one you pointed out, you know, getting rid of the dope and bringing in a Super Bowl-winning head coach mm-hmm. in Doug Peterson and what he's been able to do with quarterbacks. So that is that is so big. Did they overpay for Christian Kirk? Hell yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But does Christian Kirk make them a better football team this year? Yes. Yes. So Christian Kirk down there, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones. Um, you know, they got an interesting you know trio of wide receivers. Plus, you got LaVisca Chenault. You got some mm-hmm. intrigue. You know, no one is really going to blow you away. They went out and they got uh, Brandon Sheriff, yep. uh, an all-pro guard. 
to to help fortify that line. So yeah, I, I totally understand it. You know, ETN didn't what he didn't he even play a snap last he year. Got hurt in the preseason. Yeah, he got hurt in the preseason, and then I mean, Trayvon Walker has got to be the most. It's got to be the least talked about number one overall pick like of all time, Femi. I mean, yeah. nobody's talking about him. He's not the favorite in the betting market to win no. Defensive Rookie of the Year. He, you know, people immediately, look, we talked about it. Now, we were obviously focusing on the, the Lions, you know, a little bit earlier in the show because of the love for him. But mm-hmm. people talk about Aiden Hutchinson. They talk about Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, they'll talk about some of the skill position, the wide receivers. I mean, nobody is talking about Trayvon Walker. And one of the, the favorite players of, you know, Sean and myself in this draft was Devin Lloyd. And he's an immediate starter, too. So mm-hmm. I think the, the upgrades that they've made, they're certainly an improved football team. And I think what this comes down to is, is twofold. Now, I, I still remain bullish on the Colts. I have them to win the division. I got it yep. even money. Do you think the Titans take a big step back? Like, AJ Brown is gone. They're try. They're basically trying to do what the what the Vikings did, right? Mm-hmm. Which was okay. We'll trade our expensive wide receiver Stephon Diggs for a rookie, Justin Jefferson. Well, Justin Jefferson is an absolute home run. He's one of the best wide receivers in the yeah. game. I don't know if that's what we're getting out of uh, out of Burks. The reports have not been great. No. For Traylon Burks, it sounds like he's had trouble with some of the conditioning stuff. I know, I believe he has asthma, so I don't want to uh, right. knock him for that or anything like that. But there's, it's just, it's gotten off to a little bit of a slow start there in Tennessee. Now, I don't know if I want to go all the way to them being bad, just because Mike Vrabel has been so good at outperforming market expectations. I mean, this guy has gone over the win total every single year. He's been the head coach, and I think for years now we've been trying to fade the Tennessee Titans. So. I'm not going to get involved with betting they're under. I do think they regress just because of losing A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. It's starting to see maybe we all thought it was indestructible. Maybe it's starting to kind of get to that path of where the running backs start to break down. If that happens, I think that things could go off the rails. But right now, I don't think I'm just going to stay away from the Tennessee Titans. I know I've said that about a lot of teams that we've talked about. Can't but, bet them all. But you can't bet them all. And, and this, these are tough markets to bet into. I don't like them to do anything positive, but I'm not going to bet the negative just because of Mike Vrabel somehow, some way, finds a way to really outperform market expectations as he's done every single year. He's been the head coach there. All right, wrapping up the show, uh, I'm about to head on vacation. I'll be out for a little over a week. I did make a bet today, and there's a reason why I'm mentioning this at 9.54 Pacific and 12.54 on the East Coast because it is a Mac over <laughs> I went to the window today there we go and I bet over three and a half wins for the Bowling Green Falcons come uh, on Bowling Green I'm doing write-ups for the Beeson college football preview and I've seen some other people in the market you know Brad Powers and Matt Humans like Bowling Green I'm like oh, let me see what this is all about Femi 17 starters back according mm. to Bill Conley number one in the nation in returning production the bowling green falcons there's also a lot of teams that have lost tons of talent in that division all we need is four wins baby they got it last year come on bowling green so yes i did make a bet on the slowest sports day of the year bowling green falcons over three and a half i mean you talk about 
to win in sports betting, you got to get it out the mud. You got to be willing to get down and dirty. That, my friends, is getting down and dirty. Swimming in that dumpster. (laughs) Hey, thanks to Cody Decker. Thanks to Ty Hildenbrand. Thanks to Johnny Avello. For Femi Abebefe, I'm Tim Murray. I will see you in a week or two. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.